Welcome to the Wealth Building Made Simple podcast with Philip Washington Jr. Today, Philip talks about the $39 billion Chips and Science Act. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. And now... Here's Philip. All righty. We are back with another episode of Wealth Building Made Simple. And today we are talking about the $39 billion Chips and Science Act. So uh, what is the act? It's grant money for semiconductor companies to build chips. Uh, I'm going to explain what chips are, but let me explain why this is important first. Uh, so, so, so why? Uh, we talked about before, the future is data. Uh, data is the new oil. Data is the information that feeds the mind of artificial intelligence, which makes our economy, businesses, and everything smarter. And so think of computer chips and listen, don't get hung up on the word. Listen to the word. Just stay with me for a second. The word sounds nerdy, but I'm going to explain what it means. Okay, it's a, it's, a, it's a simple word. Chips, computer chips are like neurons in the human brain. Here's what neurons do. Uh, they are cells that transmit information through electrical, optical, and chemical signals. So, basically, neurons trans are responsible for transmitting information in the brain, right? Uh, and chips mirror neurons in the minds of the computers. And so, obviously, the more neurons or chips you have, the more intelligence you have access to because you have more connection points. Uh, think of it like you can use all the neurons in your mind to solve a problem, or you can use a bunch of other minds that has their own neurons to solve a problem, and you're probably going to get a better solution by using a bunch more neurons, right? And so the reason why this, import, this is important is most of the neurons or chips uh, that are used to power uh, the mind of these software companies are out of Taiwan, and then look on the map. Taiwan is like really close to China. Taiwan used to be a, a colony of China. And so China's already moved in, taken Hong Kong. Uh, you know, believe we're moving to a bipolar world, the West and the U.S. being the leader on that side, China being the leader on the other side. And so if you think about yourself and if you said, hey, I have a friend of me, <laughs> I have a friend of me, right? They're not, they're not an enemy per se, but they're a friend of me. We're in competition. Um, what I what I want all of my what I want them to like what I want them to be able to direct how many neurons I got added to my brain because if if we ever get into any sort of conflict they can literally like make my economy dumber like they can they can literally like slow down the growth or retard my economy um, and so that's why it's critical that and I applaud the. Uh, politicians on both sides for understanding the priority of this because uh, I'm not a like I don't want conflict at all with China at all. But I think I think you avoid conflict when you have a duality of you have two powers instead of one, right? Uh, and everybody has big sticks and nobody wants to use them because if you use a big stick, then it is chaos. And so uh, and so 
they are spending money to get semiconductors to build chips here um, because that is the the future of the world. But here's here's an important thing embedded in the rules. Whether they're going to be able to enforce it or not is, uh, I don't know, uh, because it's similar to with the PPP loans, right? The PPP loans, there were rules around how you had to spend the money uh, and, and, you know, right, you couldn't do certain things, but like, you know, corporations have smart attorneys and, and, and all that kind of stuff and CPAs and they can get away, they can get around rules, right? Uh, and I'll explain like an example of how they might do it here, which, you know, but I think the smart, the, the companies that are think companies that think long-term are going to do short or companies that think short-term are going to do short-term stuff anyway. And that hurts them in the long run. And companies that think long-term are going to do long-term stuff. And that hurts them in the long, that, that helps them in the long run right over time. So net, net, it works out. So I don't think it's going to be an issue, but, uh, but they, they are, they are having a buyback restriction, which means uh, what, it, you know, what's a buyback? A buyback is when you use money uh, from the company to, Reduce the amount of uh, shares of a company there is. So let's say, for example, you you have a company and there's ten shareholders, and then you say, hey, hey, listen, uh, you know the the price of the company is a hundred bucks per share. Uh, we want to buy back stock. We want to buy back stock at one hundred twenty dollars per share. So we want to give you a profit to buy it back. And then the uh, um, two share two shareholders might go. All right, cool. I'll sell you my shares for 120 bucks a pop, and so now you reduce it to eight shareholders. So, so the so the the the, the share of the company. There's different ways to do buybacks. This is one example, but I'm just saying, like the the uh, um, uh, and, and let me let me explain it even more clearly because they don't even have most of the times they don't have to set the price because that's more like a tender offer. Um, this is going to be more when when they're like um, just reducing the shares. Uh, I'm trying to go too technical. I'm trying to keep it super simple. They're just reducing the shares that are uh, that are on the market, and because we have liquid markets at all times, there's a good amount of buyers and sellers, so it's easy to reduce the amount of shares. So if you go from ten shares to eight shares, um, you know, and you have enough stuff going on in the market, um, you can do that fairly easy. But now, if the shares are worth a hundred bucks per share, and then you reduce it to uh, eight shares now it's going to be worth more than a hundred bucks, right? Because there's less there's less shares, right? So it's supply and demand rule. The 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 less shares for the same amount of value because the company's value doesn't change, right? If the company is worth a billion dollars, it's still worth a billion dollars, but each share is now worth more because there's less shares, right? That's a simple way to maybe think about it. And so buybacks reduce the shares of the company, and and some people might go, why would they do that? Well, sometimes it may make sense if like if you're if you're a manager of a company and you have some cash and let's say you are always thinking about the alternative use of your cash. So if I can invest the money in my company and it can grow at 20 percent a year, uh, then I may, uh, you know, uh, I may make the investments uh, in the company. In this example, it's going to be like uh, Use the money I was given to invest in uh, uh, making more chips that'll provide me a better return over time. So if I can do that, that makes sense. Now, sometimes um, uh, financial chicanery or whatever you call it, financial wizardry uh, can say, hey, uh, we can do 20% a year by just 
or 25% a year or whatever. Like we can just, or 15% a year without the risk of investing in a business where we're going to have competitors. So we can get 15% a year by just doing buybacks. So just buying back uh, our stock from the marketplace and reducing our shares. And so that's what the government does not want because that's, they're not giving a $39 billion to do buybacks. They're saying, use this money we give you to invest in producing more chips locally. And so that's what they're trying to uh, um, weed out. And and um, and that may or may not be important uh, as an investor. Um, for Actually, it is because as an investor, what I'm looking at is I'm saying, all right, what are the semiconductor companies uh, in America that are looking to get this money? Because that's going to be known. And then I can say, okay, which which ones are doing buybacks and which ones are not? And the ones that are doing buybacks, that's going to tell me, okay, uh, they don't think that they can invest their cash. Uh, they're not thinking long term. They're thinking they're thinking short term for the most part. Um, uh, and so I'm going to focus on the ones that are like investing, doing a lot of research and development, building you know, buying capital equipment, all that kind of stuff. And those are the ones that I would focus on in the industry because I know that they're going to, they're building a, even if it may not show up in earnings in the next few years, it's going to show up over the long term because they're thinking long term. And I want to align myself with long term companies because they have the better potential for long term profits. Again, buyback's not all bad because Buffett, when the, when the market undervalues Berkshire Hathaway, Buffett will do buybacks if it's a better return than, uh, investing, but that's but Buffett is a consummate calcul, you know, capital allocator, and and he's not afraid to invest in the long term, uh, but he also will take advantage of uh, of short term uh, inefficiencies in the marketplace. So, hope this helps until tomorrow. Y'all enjoy your day. If you are interested in having a review of your portfolio or to see how far on track you are with your retirement goals, Philip offers complimentary consults through his company, Stonehill Wealth Management. For more information, log on to StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. That's StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.